Hi everyone, I'm Ariel Cooksey, host of Malice. When violent acts occur, we tend to think the predators are monsters. Surely no human could do such things. But if we're honest, only humans commit malicious crime. And if you're like me, you want to know why. To find out, join me at Malice, wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye. This is True Consequences, a true crime and mystery podcast with stories based in New Mexico in the American Desert Southwest. If you enjoy listening to this show, please subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcatcher. True Consequences is fully listener-supported. To support this show, go to patreon.com slash trueconsequences. To keep up with all my updates, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at trueconsequencespod and on Twitter at trueconspod. The following episode discusses themes which may be difficult for some listeners. It deals with the issue of murder. Listener discretion is advised. Albuquerque became a haven for crime in the last decade or so. This has been made worse by poor policy, reduction in police staff, and trying to solve jail overcrowding by releasing repeat offenders. In 2019, Albuquerque had a rate of 12.3 murders per 100,000 people. This placed Albuquerque in the top 40 cities in the U.S. for homicide. To make things worse, the rate of solved murders in 2019 was only 52%. This means that nearly half of all murders in Albuquerque went unsolved. When I created this show, I did it to make a difference. I wanted to give family members of unsolved murders the opportunity to tell their stories. I was hoping this would help bring attention to their cases. If you or someone you know is interested in recording an interview about your family's case, then please email me at eric, E-R-I-C, at trueconsequences.com. In today's episode, I meet with the mom and stepfather of Jonathan Sice. In May 2018, Jonathan was found murdered near Zuni and Louisiana Boulevard in Albuquerque, New Mexico. There were little to no leads at the time his body was discovered. This has been devastating for his family, and it continues to be a source of pain and frustration for them. The problem is that there were several issues with the investigation from the beginning, which you will hear about from Yvonne and Jonathan. According to Yvonne, Jonathan's mother, she feels like she's getting the runaround when it comes to her son's case. She just wants to see the person responsible for this terrible tragedy brought to justice. Jonathan was loved by many and was known for his big personality and even bigger heart. This case is heartbreaking, and if you have any information that could lead to the arrest and capture of those responsible for Jonathan's murder, please call 505-843-STOP. That's 505-843-7867. Or you can go to p3tips.com. P as in Paul, 3 tips. Com. You can remain anonymous. I am Eric Carter-Landine, and this is True Consequences. Tell me about your son. Tell me about him. The reason I do this is because sometimes when you're watching this stuff on the news or you're seeing it mm-hmm. online, it's it's easy to not see the humanity right. in the situation. Right. And I want... 
really to make it clear that he was a person who was loved right. by lots of people who mm-hmm. touched people's lives. So whatever you want to say about him, whatever you remember about him, um, I would love if you could just give me. Well, I prayed for him. I wanted him. And I wanted him even more when I was pregnant with him. He was my world. He is my world. He'll forever be my world. He had so much character as a child. He loved pissing me off. (laughs) (laughs) He really did. But he was always acting silly. He was always doing something. Something. He he loved his, uh, his little cousins, especially around Halloween time. Yeah, he loved to go trick-or-treating with them. He, he got a kick out of all the kids in their Halloween get-ups. Um, he did like to drive her crazy. He, <laughs> he was, he was a, um, he matured very young. He was about 10 with a full mustache. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. People would be like, golly, how old is that kid? It was so funny. And then I went with him one time. He was probably about... 16, maybe 15, and I went to a barbecue with him, and my friend's aunt was saying, God, your friend's boyfriend's hot. He's gorgeous. Oh, my God, look at him. And she goes, my friend's boyfriend? Yeah, that guy that keeps following her all over the the place. And she goes, ew, that's her son. (laughs) And he was young, you know? We're 19 years apart. And he looked like a boyfriend. I was like... This kid's going to be trouble. Very good looking boy. Very big heart. He liked to stay busy. He liked cars. He liked to, like I was saying earlier, he liked to uh, try to find a deal on LetGo or eBay or Craigslist. And that's how he liked to make his money. He liked cars. He liked to do what he can with them, flip them. Make a little bit of money, try to buy another car. He used to frustrate us because we think right on he got a car that he can use that's reliable and he would sell it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then I would get so mad because I'd be like, oh, I just put money into that one. And this, so this last car he had, I, I was like, come on, John, you got to keep this one a while, man. You got to keep this one around. We can't be doing this every other month. He was a, he was a good dad. He, he did what he could for his one, you know. Um, he loved him. He, he loves loved him. him. Um, he loves his little brother too. And all, all, you know, all his brothers. He liked hanging out with them. He loved going to the lake with his with his uncle. Yeah, that was his thing. Was the lake. He loved the lake, and he. I mean, ever since he was little, he was always like little Mister Joe Cool. <laughs> he knew he had it. He knew. <laughs> he knew he had it. He was a character. He. Big, big hearted, big hearted, but he loved to make me mad. And I didn't figure this out until it took me 10 years because Jonathan had actually gotten shot when he was 16. We could have lost him then. And it took me from that time till his passing that this kid is just really likes to get me going so he can say, I got to go, mom. So one day he called me up. He's like, mom. And he was saying all this stuff, and I was just, like, trying to stay calm. I'm like, okay, Jonathan, well, that's not a good idea, but okay. 
no, Jonathan, I don't think so. But um, yeah, okay, whatever you say, you, you got it. He goes, well, mom, I guess I'm gonna let you go. He goes, and I go, all right. He goes, well, I'm trying to piss you off, but it ain't working. And I was like, oh my <laughs> god! I said it was true. Everybody would tell me he's just trying to make you mad. No, he's not. He likes to fight. But no, he admitted it. And I, I just, I called my friend. I go, you're never gonna believe this. And she couldn't stop laughing. I go, I finally figured him out. I finally figured him out. Ten years later. Like well, he, he just got like entertainment out of it? Loved it. He loved to get a rise out of me. He loved it. And he did it. <laughs> he was that kind of character. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, for example, my grandpa was probably in his late 80s at the time. Mm-hmm. Was blind. Couldn't drive himself around. And Jonathan could drive around with that old man all over Albuquerque. He took, he took him cruising. He took him cruising. My grandpa had had uh, errands to run. And Jonathan was the one who would step up and do it, you know. And he did it a couple of times. Yeah. And then his grandpa says, that boy drives fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this kid. <laughs> I guess, it, I don't know. They drove fast because I used to drive fast. <laughs> we had a three-day weekend, right, where I left on a Friday morning, like I'm doing tomorrow. And um, she had told me Saturday night that, uh, you know, it's weird I haven't heard from John. And I'm kind of worried about it. he was like, he's my texter. If I text, he responds. And if he goes any amount of time without contacting me, I think he knew his limit of where I was going to start freaking out he would borrow someone's phone off the street and say mom this is jonathan don't call this number i borrowed the phone off someone and i gotta go i'll get a hold of you when my phone is charged and he never and when not that weekend i couldn't hear nothing text nothing i i knew so it was like saturday night and she told me i still i haven't heard from john i said you know just thinking positive and the way uh, single males are, you know, they told her, you know, not, don't worry, you know, he's probably checked up with some chick and yeah. you'll hear from him Sunday when the weekend's over. I come home on Sunday and she was all, I, I still haven't heard from him. And I was all, well, you know, let's just give it a little bit of time. On Monday hit, Tuesday hit, and uh, she told me, still have not heard from I, him. I like jumped up out of bed like at midnight. And I did. I don't know what I don't know what woke me up. I just like got pulled up out of bed, and I was like, "Wow!" And I go, "What the hell?" Like I was asleep and I was waking up standing, and I just felt like something punched me. And I thought, "What the heck?" And I went like that, and I tilted this way, and I heard him cry. He said, "Mom," and I told him, "I said something bad just happened." That was Sunday night. Uh, Monday she's upset. Tuesday she's upset. I called in. I couldn't go in. On Wednesday, she couldn't go in. I went in, and I had to sit in my boss's office, and I sat there, and I cried the whole entire morning till the call about 10, 10.30 came. It was a detective asking to speak to my ex-husband, which was weird because that number and him were never connected. connected right. And um, So was that his dad? Yes. Okay. He wanted to be here tonight, but he just called and said he couldn't get off of work. But... um. So she kept saying, I really need to, because when she uh, introduced herself to me, I heard detective and my mind went blank. Right. I, I couldn't process anymore what I was being told. 
And she says, I really need to speak to Jake Sice. And I was like, well, what do you need to speak to him about? And she goes, well, ma'am, she goes, I need to speak to him. I go, okay. I said, well, if this is regarding, because I started feeling scared. I thought my son did something bad. I thought I was going to be told he's in jail and going to prison or something. I thought, oh, God, what happened? What happened? And she says, well, I go, I'm his mother. She goes, you're his mom? And I go, yeah, I am his mother. I go, what, you know, what's going on? And she says, well, we found him two days ago deceased in the backseat of his car. And I don't know how I kept it together enough to run to my car and called everybody, telling everybody my son was gone. She, she had called me. I had been here because we were going to work uh, later that night. We had some night stuff to do. And um, said that the detective was going to meet us here at this house, at our house, to give us all the information we needed. So about an hour later, uh, maybe less, 30 minutes later, Yvonne showed up first. Um, our other boy, um, the both of them, Joseph and uh, Josh showed up. And um, her ex, Jonathan's dad, Jake, showed up. And then the detective came in. Um, and she just basically told us that a lady had from an apartment complex off of Zuni. I don't remember any of this. And Charleston had uh, reported that there was a person in the car that had been there for two days. So she told us that they had found him on Monday, but they... They couldn't identify. They couldn't him identify him, and he didn't have any of his um, information. information on him. She didn't tell us at that point how he had died, other than I it was I suspicious. Didn't, she didn't want to hear. I stopped him in the conversation and said, "Wait, um, I don't want to hear what happened. I don't want to know. If you guys need me to leave to discuss it, I will, because I don't need to know. Because we the fact is, he is gone." We just basically asked, was it an accident? Was it, uh, you know, is it something he did or was it a murder? And she told us, no, he was murdered. And then right off the bat, we just, um, the negativity, not not so much the negativity from APD. I don't know what you call it, but she started asking us judging. questions. The like judge, he judging. he was a bad person because of the area he was found in. And it doesn't matter who, it, it doesn't matter it's a human life yeah. taken. It doesn't matter. You know, that was wrong. They should not have done that. And it doesn't matter because everybody's loved by somebody. Absolutely. So she asked, well, what was he doing in the area? Why would he be in this area? This isn't the best area. And uh, we looked at, I looked at my youngest, Josh, and I knew because Josh had ran into John plenty of times at um, the casino. And I told her then, I go, well, you know, John used to like to go to the casinos. We even told her that day, and we told uh, the detective, APD detective, he was probably at the casino. So about a week goes by, and... Uh, we decide to go. We decide to go to the casino ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and it just so happened that John got into an altercation with one of the drink cart girls there. That's the, the only, story. That's the story. 
Do you know what night that was? That was the night of Cinco de Mayo. The night it of was the that pair. weekend, yeah. It was Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So come to find out, the detectives never went over there. It took her probably about another five or six days later to even go and look at the video footage. You know? Um, wow. Yeah, and I had... Um, once I got um, the information of the two gentlemen that are walking out of the casino with him, my Facebook started blowing up. I had one of them identified within six hours, hours yeah. of the post. I didn't even know that post had went out. I woke up to my phone blowing up, everybody coming and telling me, did you see, did you see? And I was like, no, I did not. So did APD post that video? Or? APD posted the video mm-hmm. probably another five days after she had went there. So by then, you've lo- it's been, gosh, almost three weeks. Mm-hmm. So who posted it first? Was it? It was posted on um, the Crime, Crime Watch. Crime Stoppers. Crime Stoppers, yeah. Okay. And I don't know what it was called then. So the pictures they have are the... I, I have a hard time believing that there's only those pictures. And that only one of the individuals has been identified. The only pictures they gave us or have put out are the grainy photos of... Uh, the yeah. lobby way. Which, I mean, knowing that it's a casino, they've got to have more cameras than just that little foyer. Exactly. Because I, re- I remember seeing that on the news. Mm-hmm. It's such poor quality. You can't really see very much. Right. And it's just in between the two sets of doors mm-hmm. that you see anything. Mm-hmm. But they've got to have a lot more cameras. More than that. that that's what I'm I I'm sure see. they have some going in, too. Mm-hmm. You know? And, um... Like I was saying, my Facebook started blowing up and someone told me that she knew one of the security guards that she noticed in the photo escorting my son out that he had mentioned to her, yes, there was an altercation between these men. And they told us there was not. But she said the security himself had said there was. Who who told you that there wasn't? Someone contacted me on Facebook. Like I said, my Facebook just started blowing up with all these this and that and the other and and it was pointing right <clears throat> so and i have also had a lot of people say my son looks fearful in that picture like he's trying to tell him hey i don't want to go and he does it, it's been very frustrating because if there was an altercation why did they escort them out the door together right, right. um the second thing is is you know that casino they have more cameras Looking for cheaters and um, everybody else trying to get over on the system. I such great. Yeah, you cameras. can't even you can't even sit at a machine and try to play because they're all over. They're you. they're looking at you. Yeah. You know, like you can even feel it. You know, it's you know you got eyes when you walk in that front door on you coming from the parking lot, seeing what you drove. Did someone jump in your car? Someone you know, someone take it after you. They know. So when you went to the casino before the police did, did they give you any anything at all? They had started to, huh? They started to, and then I think they made the conscious decision to call a detective. Yeah. And that's when they stopped that's telling us. That's when they stopped us. telling us anything. And then that's when the detective followed up, finally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. That had to be frustrating. Very. It that, still is. to this day because I have seen cases come and go and what upsets me is because that one um, 
young lady that was a swimmer and a coach or whatever at the community center. She got her thing quick. And then, I mean... The baseball player. The baseball player, they went looking for 24-7. I was told by an ex-wife to one of the detectives that couldn't see his kids because he was on that case 24-7. So... We had even asked him, you know, like... Because the information just stopped. There's been times three, four months later where Yvonne has asked um, the detective himself. I'm still waiting for a call from somebody. I've even put it on Facebook. Like, hello, Tim Keller or Albuquerque. She's she's asked him, mm-hmm. like, well, what about the other video footage? Because what's been put out to us is, oh, that's being reviewed. And it's come out, well, we haven't gotten to submitting to that yet because we've had other it's cases. It's always an excuse, we've, yeah. We've had other cases that we needed to work on. That's always an excuse. And I think I even told her one time, and, God, oh, this is just a horrible thing for me to say. I go, you know, if, if John was a 22-year-old um, college student college student with uh, a guaranteed oh. career and whatever, you guys would be all over it. Mm-hmm. I go, but because he wasn't from Albuquerque and because he's um, not that, you know what I mean? That uh, you his, guys, you guys aren't going to devote your time to it. And it's he, kind of he what was it felt judged like. by his outside. No one knew the inside of him. John was never in trouble. Well, I shouldn't say never. He got into small trouble. Like he liked to flip cars. He liked to buy a car, um, do some minor cleanups to it and then sell it during that time while he was doing stuff like that he never registered the vehicle or he never uh insured the vehicle but he would still drive the vehicle around he'd get pulled over get a uh, ticket get a ticket he wouldn't pay the ticket and then maybe he'd get in trouble later for not taking care of his tickets that was the only trouble john ever got into um we've heard so much different theories on on this case um, and nothing's ever been solid, you know. Uh, the 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 solid piece we do have is the casino, and I just it's hard to believe that nothing's come out of it. They can't identify for yeah, sure who the you, other person you is. You know that the two gentlemen in the picture, they know each other, and they're acting like they can't identify this gentleman. Well, and if they've identified one, mm-hmm. you would they, think they'd be able to ask people that know that person questions to find out who the other one would be. Right. So they they did identify the one. Um, we got the names first, like Yvonne was saying. Um, her phone was blowing up. That that's Mikey Pope. That's Mikey Pope. He was in uh, prison. Um, I was a guard there. One person said, and uh, that's definitely Mikey Pope. I would recognize that face anywhere. Submitted that to the detective, and she says, "Yes, that is him." Fast forward about three months later. He gets arrested for, um, he's got warrants, all kinds of stuff. So we ask her, well, our hopes are high. We're thinking, okay, they got him on this. They can question him. Maybe they got something they can pin him on. And all we're told is, well, we went in there and tried to talk to him. But he said, no, I don't really remember I was high that day. Get me a lawyer. And that's all that's ever been questioned on him. Fast forward another four months He's in jail again. He was on Crime Stoppers again, dressed up as a Walmart employee. And that's carrying... funny because I even identified him. Someone called me a snitch and then removed her message from me. But I identified him in the foggy picture 
that's how much I could see him in that. Just as bad as that footage from the downs, you know? So Ooh. why can't anybody identify the other guy? He gets arrested again for this, for stealing TVs at uh, Walmart and Albuquerque just as a Walmart employee. It was on the news again. So we asked the detective, well, Mikey Pope's back in jail. Can you question him? You know, you know, now's your chance. Question him. And all she would tell us is, no, I can't because that one time he asked for a lawyer. And it's just that kind of stuff we've gotten from him this whole entire time. And, and I don't want to throw APD under the bus. You know, I really, really don't. But but you know what the thing is, is we are going through it and other families are also because, I mean, now that it's awful, the community that I've gained from this, but I've got a lot of beautiful people and they've the got situation. me. Yes. And we all, we, we all understand each other yeah. and it's great to be around them and it's awful how we have to be the reason why, but the level of frustration and powerlessness is really difficult for people who aren't in this situation to understand. And, you know, I, I get it. And I think more and more people in Albuquerque specifically mm-hmm. get it. When your hands are tied and you're at the mercy of somebody else, it's the worst feeling. So I, I definitely empathize with you. This case is unsolved. I mean, we know who one person is. Right. They don't know who the other person is. No. Have you heard from anybody? We've gotten so many names, so many. Uh, it's just unbelievable the lists that come in and the stuff I've given her. In fact, I just recently gave her something um, last week by text message and haven't heard from her yet. And you know, the thing that bothers me is I understand we all are people. We have our families and whatnot. But in my eyes, you know, like... I work in the medical field and I can't just say, okay, well, it's five. You got to go. I'm sorry. You didn't get seen. You know, you have to be able to accommodate that. I mean, that's the the position I chose. I'm there to take care of people. Mm-hmm. That's what I have to do and know my sacrifices. Yeah. And that's how I feel. That's a big, big position. You have to be dedicated. And I get a lot of, oh, well, I'm on vacation or I'm on maternity leave or I'm this, I'm that. I'm like, I don't get it. I understand. But, you know, it took, what, a whole year before we got the first set of whatever. And, and there's there's even another part we, we failed to mention in the beginning of this. Um, earlier in the day, John was seen in his car park at his brother's apartment complex that his brother works yeah, as a handyman. Yeah, with the girl in the car. With a girl in the car. And that's the other one they've never been able to identify is who is this mystery girl that's in the car, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier in the day before going to the casino, like, nobody knows who this, this female is. Um, and then they're saying she was there with him, and then they're saying, oh, no, we didn't see her in the video. And, I mean, it went from yes to no, and... We... we Everything's hit a dead end and everything's been left with a question mark. Like, uh, yes, that's a positive. Like, that did happen and we're going to look at this. Or uh, we haven't even got to know that did not happen. Mm -hmm. There was no way this is tied to it. We don't have any clue of anything right now that's going on. We don't get responded from. And, and, you know, it's it's hard for everybody, you know. And I'll admit, I've... 
cussed her out and I've cussed mm-hmm. quite a lot of other people out, but come on now, that's my son. I, like I've always said, I loved him nine months before the world met him. That was my baby. Yeah. My first true love ever. I loved it, but I still love it. You know, she's, um, she's put up with a lot. She's, she's called the detectives. She's called supervisors, never getting a call back. Um, when she finally did talk to one of the supervisors, he kind of demeaned her a little bit. He just had this tone in his voice, like, yeah, I've heard this shit before. Like, yeah, I know. And then I got really angry and, you know, he remained with that shitty attitude. Mm -hmm. I felt, you know, it was like mocking me and then threatened me, telling me that, do I want a a case closed or some, so I don't know. I, there, you know, I, there's, it's awful because there's just so much I can't remember anymore. I don't know if I just want to block it out. Uh, I don't know. But I get anxiety, I panic attacks. We've, um, there's, there's been very little information. Any, any information that has come out, even the identification of, Mike Pope has all come from us. You know, everything's come from us. Yeah, like I said, my Facebook blows up. I get I get messages some, once in a while that oh yeah they've seen him at the the methadone clinic in uh, Albuquerque. I've been that. told I just saw him walk out of Sandia. And I I've, I've even sat there. I've sat there at, at the clinics waiting to see if well maybe I'll see him before I go into work in the morning. You know, um, we've. Uh, We've heard they spend a lot of time in, um, what is it, South Valley? San But it's all, we don't know. Does it make sense that just because a suspect asks for a lawyer, that that's the, like, that shouldn't be the end of the conversation? Why not talk to him with a lawyer there? Why not ask him questions? Right. You may not get everything you want, but you might get something out of it. Like, why are you right. going to just give up? She told me she couldn't question him because... He asked for a lawyer. No, she said she couldn't question him without evidence. Anything pointing to it. But there was evidence in the that video. video that they were there. With, he knows something. Right. Even if he didn't do it. Yeah, he, exactly. Like, say, I don't know. He was the last one to see him alive, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I get the part of not charging him... Just because of a video. Sure. I get that part. Yeah. Because that's a very but weak case. Him. And it's not exactly. going to go Ask. But at this point, I don't even really believe that she actually went and questioned him. I don't. I, I, in my heart, I really believe that they didn't do anything. And like I say, I, I believe that they are so overworked mm-hmm. and uneducated in their field, kind of. You know, it's nothing like how you see on TV. Forty-eight hours. They got this. They got that camera. They got DNA coming back right away. New Mexico doesn't have any of that. Well, and if somebody does get charged and prosecuted and arrested, within a few hours they're back out on the street doing the same thing again, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. creates the situation that I think we're in, where police really can't or aren't motivated maybe to do very much because. The judges are just going to let them out. Well, that shouldn't be a... You know, you can't just keep putting them back in. Maybe they'll get tired of... And, and you know, releasing. I get it. Um, 
APD had a very, very busy year last year, you know, but when uh, 53% of their crimes are unsolved, 53% from 2019 alone is unsolved. So that's 40 some murders on top of the years prior. Like he was number 42 that year. This was in 2018. Mm -hmm. And it was just in May. So you're coming up on two years now. Yes. And his birthday now March. I, I believe in my heart if we don't get help from the public, from somebody out there, that this is going to continue to go unsolved. Yeah. Um, and that kills me. And that it, kills me. We don't even have regular TV anymore because the news is just... It's bad. It's, I, I don't want her getting upset anymore, you know. Um, I feel for so many people out there recent that their crimes are unsolved you know um even from here local like uh rita jaramillo you know her um her body's never been found and there's no solid on that one that was just a few months after jonathan and oh i just i can't hear things anymore it just really it tears me up especially children and we really don't know where to go with john's case anymore um We've had people volunteer, private private detectives, mm-hmm. and uh, they've been shut down. They've been denied access to information. I don't know. Tools. Somebody said maybe there's just something going on that has everybody afraid to look into it more. I don't know. I really, I don't know. There's no telling. Have you ever tried to do... Uh, IPRA request? What's that? It's the Public Information Records Act. New Mexico state law that if you request records for any, it's all public information, mm-hmm. they, they probably wouldn't release everything to mm-hmm. you because it's still an open case. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did one recently for my brother's case and I got 185 pages of documents. Wow. Uh, investigative reports, autopsy, Office of the Medical Investigator, you may not want to know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I it may, it may make you more mad, but it could also maybe give you some in, insight into what's going on. So you're not just left here asking yourself questions right. with no one answering. Right. Yeah. It's and just, it, you know, there's a lot of stuff that she didn't want to know, you yeah. know, like I still don't, I don't want to know anything. I don't, some of it, some of it's come out by mistake and you know, we go through, I don't even want to, I don't, I'm not processing any of that. I just, you know, it's really weird because now I just have this like, I feel feel like I'm in the other side of a mirror. Like I'm looking at everything normal, but it's not, you know, and everybody's just going about their business and I'm sitting here and I want to step and I can't because it's not the same, you know? It's, I don't think that anybody who hasn't lost a child can understand what that's like. I, I couldn't walk. Yeah. I was so off balance. I, I I couldn't walk. I And I would tell him stuff and he'd be, no, no, it had And I was like, what, where was I? Like, I don't remember a lot. And I'm still like forgetting a lot. She, she pretty much doesn't remember from, the day she was notified till about 
just after the funeral, just bits and pieces. Um, and it's understandable, you know, she, that, she's mom. Mom has the, the closest connection. I think it happened longer because I went back to work about two and a half months and I couldn't function and process at work. I still was like, how do I do this? Like, couldn't, I didn't even know like, what I was doing. The sad part about it was, is all she wanted to do was see him. And I didn't even get to say goodbye. She didn't even get to say goodbye. But, and, you know. Um, the funeral director called me after we left and made his arrangements. And he says, he goes, Mom? And I said, yeah, he goes, I don't think it's a good idea that you see him. And I was like, why? And he goes, well, he's too quiet. And he says, you know that thing called rigor mortis? It's, and I was like, whatever. I knew something really horrible had to have happened. Because I don't think he was there. I don't know. I don't know. But I thank God I didn't see him. The last memory I have of him is standing in my doorway. He came five days prior. So we knew that he'd been stabbed. And she didn't know the brutality of it until some months later. And... uh our two boys, the two younger ones, knew because when Yvonne uh, said, you know, like we said earlier, she didn't want to hear. She just, you know, he was gone and it was due to somebody else's hands. Um, the boys went out and asked her, you know, and that's when we knew that he had been brutally stabbed. I don't want to hear it still. No, I'm not, I'm not saying the rest of it. I don't want to hear any of it. And, you know, it's still hard for her to hear it. Like, like now, you know, like. Um, me, so much has been done on her own to try and figure this out. Um, John's dad, Jake, even uh, contacted APD. Um, I put over 300 flyers in the areas he was found in. We did. We all did. We went back for probably three days, hung flyers up. Some areas, somebody tore the flyers down. Went um, back and put them up again. Put them up again. Um, John didn't have his ID on him. He didn't have... When he was found, he didn't have his ID on him. He didn't have his phone. Didn't have his wallet. Um, heck, we don't even know if he won money at the casino that night. We've been up and down streets. Um, Talked to a few people. But, you know, they have to keep their mouth shut. They got to stick together. We went so far, went as so far as to have our own uh, poker run, bike run. We raised another three thousand dollars, four thousand dollars, but we upped John's uh, reward to five thousand. Um, we're probably gonna have to do another one. I did a GoFundMe first, and I got sixteen hundred, and then I put together a bike run and made up the remainder. So, um, Crime Stoppers did the first thousand. I think we're thinking of more of doing it um, with all the other families out there. There's, um, I just want to raise money and give it to help other families because, you know, it was really heartbreaking to see that 
yeah so you know that's what that's what we're thinking too is when we do this poker run um not just for jonathan you know for his case but um another family you know like um we have we have learned so much about the system like uh for example there's cameras everywhere but if nobody pushes the departments to look into the atm cameras in the area the, the business cameras lights. the street cameras the street cameras are only good for two weeks hmm. unfortunately after they finally decided to go to the casino and pull the footage there and figure out what direction john had went in that footage was no longer there had they had went in the beginning you would have known from the very beginning before we have, even went would have known what direction the car traveled who was in it and taking it from there you know like i'm going back to to uh helping other families with the money you know some of them um they could use that little boost for flyers so flyers or just getting the information out there that they needed a billboard we had a billboard up for that was through um crime stoppers crime stoppers as well i think they have five through the city that they put and I was very blessed and grateful that they ran his twice. I think that there's there. I think there's plenty of people out there that know what happened. I think there's not just two. Oh, I, there's at least five just from the event itself. I feel you know. And there's probably people that were at the casino that mm -hmm. saw things as well that could be helpful. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah, because um, their brother Josh, which is from their dad's side, uh, had a friend tell her that she had seen him that night and he was. In good spirits, she bought him a beer. So at that point where she saw him, he would. That's when we confirmed he was there and pushed. He was there. We have someone coming telling us he was there, and that's when it went down, huh? We had even told him yes, he was there. Um, mm -hmm. a friend of a friend of uh, his his brother said that he was there that night. Mm -hmm. You know, and we still had to go on our own. I had to call, she worked for a doctor's office, so I had to call her co-workers and said, say, you know, I'm going to have to get him on something because she looks like she's about, or she is, she's about to have a breakdown, you know, and it was, you know. Um, That's what got me through the floor. I picked her up off the floor twice outside. Um, but at the same time, um, it calmed her down, but at the same time, it left her... Uh, when she's quit taking those, it was like it all was just brand new and fresh. Yeah. Three weeks later, it was like it just happened, and mm -hmm. we had to go through all of it all, kind of all over again. You know, it was so weird is we have two dogs, and our big dog was at the back door crying. He knew something was wrong. I remember hearing him cry at the back door. He He's a... A lover of kids. <laughs> yeah. They know a lot more than we think sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. He's funny. He's got, like, such a personality. And, but, yeah, he, he was crying. He was crying at the back door. So, what do you want to say to... I'm going to ask you this three different ways. I'll start with, what do you want to say to... People who may have seen something that night. 
I know it's hard, but you know, I I pray to God I'm never in a decision like that myself. But speak up, you know. There's there's Crime Stoppers is anonymous. Um, they've even got that new P3Tips.com. It's totally anonymous, you know. Nobody has to know and. Somebody knows, somebody knows something because the ones who didn't know and you know someone has whatever connected to it, helped. Well, it's possible that people involved talked to other people about it too. Right, right. And that's why I don't stop posting. Right. <clears throat> I won't stop posting. But, you know, it's put yourself in his family's shoes, you know. I'm not even going to just say myself because his, you know, he's got little brothers and his son and, you know, now his son will never, ever get to know him. And he was a great loving man. Great loving man. These types of crimes leave such a, almost like a black hole and affects everybody whose lives were touched by that person. And, um, he had a neighbor bite because he lived in his grandma, his grandparents' house. And his neighbor off to the left-hand side was an older gentleman, his grandpa's age. And um, he would borrow all his tools and take them back broken. And he would fix them and lend them again. And I seen him because uh, I work at a doctor office and he was my patient. And he, he goes, I miss him. I really miss him. And his wife goes, me too. So if you've seen something, or if you know something, yes, come forward. Come forward, speak up. There's ways to go around it. I mean, you know, no. don't let another family go through this. I mean, God forbid you have to go through it yourself. Not knowing is... At this point, I would say probably worse than the crime itself. Because it's just left such a big hole. It's probably weird for me to say this, but... I thank God it wasn't my son that did this. I wouldn't have... I think it would have thrown me over. I, I the, the ugly of the crime... Ugh... I would have been so disappointed in him. So very disappointed. I don't know if I would ever have been able to look at him again. And it's awful to say, but I'm glad. I wish my baby was here, but I'm glad it wasn't him that did this because this is ugly, horrible. This isn't human. What do you want to say to APD? I just want every case to be treated the same. There's a lot of us out here hurting. And, you know, you've got your own families. And a lot of, you know, I've been told a lot of them are in this field because it's happened to them personally. Well, why aren't they taking it personally for all of us? You know? Um, I... Honestly, I don't know what to say to them. 
anymore. You know, it's come out that APD asked for, what, $20 million for all this upgrading technology to help solve these crimes. But, you know, none of that will do no good if somebody doesn't submit the evidence to get taken care of. And that's my biggest gripe is I feel like it hasn't been submitted. Um, well, it took a you, good year for the first set of whatever DNA or whatever they were waiting for for him, but all the other ones were popping in and out. Well, there's advances in technology now, in forensic technology. So I, I do think that maybe that would be good, but they can get DNA off of a fingerprint now, mm-hmm. which is something that they've never been able to do. Mm-hmm. So if they even processed that car properly, I, you could potentially have... And I really have my doubts that it was done that way. Um, that's all I was going to say earlier is um, Jonathan's dad contacted APD, got the car. We went to the junkyard and didn't she didn't go, but me and his dad together went over there and with gloves and bags and everything else, got what we can out of out of the car as well. We found hair. We found um, the car was a mess. It was horrible. I'm glad she wasn't there. How it was very hard for her. I don't know how how Jake did it. I don't I don't know how I did it, but it was yeah. Don't even talk about it. How soon after all this happened were you able to access the car? Two months. Was it two months? A month or two. Oh, I don't remember. They had broken the window to get into the car. So it wasn't even like it was sitting there covered or anything like that. So it could have been tampered with. And could have been tampered with. Um, and what gets me is this place that he was found in, it was a two-story, you know. Like an apartment, apartment complex. Yes. And it just, I mean... I'm not going to talk bad about the area, but the reputation it has, you would think there would be somebody up. It's known as the war zone. Exactly. It's a very unsafe area. Yes. And you would think somebody would be up, you know. They're always... There's a lot of poverty. There's a lot of drugs. They're looking out windows because they hear a little noise, you know. And that's... uh, Somebody saw something. Exactly. And it's highly likely that more than one person... Exactly. Saw something, mm-hmm. and probably more than one person knows right? something. And more than one person was involved. Right. Well, the neighbor across the street from where the car was found, we were told, was a drug dealer. I for think us something... not to hang any posters on his side of the street immediately by his house because he was getting angry. Yeah, we and, had to get out of the area. We couldn't. And be there. he called APD and told them for us. And not they to told do us that. to leave. Not. Not to go around. Not him. to bother him. Not to bother the drug dealer. Not to bother the known drug dealer that they knew. Cool. Yeah. Leave him alone. Yeah. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, like uh, it's just that's the way this whole this whole thing has been for us. But that's another question we never got answered. Did they ever get his cameras and see? Yeah. You know, who pulled John's car in? Who left the car? Who left the car? You know, um, obviously. Who picked up the person that had to leave the car? You know, obviously it wasn't John, you know. Um, If somebody knows something, they should call Crime Stoppers or. Yes. Okay. They can call Crime Stoppers or they can also submit online. 
to p3tips.com. And it's anonymous. It's all anonymous. Yeah, I think that there really should be no reason to come forward. If, it, if no. you can be completely anonymous, then... You know, and, and think about it. Because if you were around and you know what happened, what do you think these guys might do to you? Mm-hmm. Because you didn't do what they wanted out on the street. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it save a lot of families. You just never know. It might come back around, you know? My heart goes out to both of you. Thank you Thank very you. much. I'm sorry. Thank you for coming here. I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're in this situation. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, uh... It's not right. It's not fair. No. Nobody deserves this. And uh, I'm going to do everything I can to Thank get you. the word out. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, anything else you want to say to my listeners before we wrap up? Just thanks for listening, and please, if you know something, please, please come forward. Um, it's been a nightmare. It's been the not knowing is so so hard. It's an everyday thing. Um, like I said earlier, it's it's almost as bad as the crime itself. I miss his text messages. I got a good morning, mom. A good night, mom. And hey, mom, I'm doing all right. <laughs> It was a blast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again. Thanks again for listening to True Consequences. Follow us on social media. On Instagram and Facebook at True Consequences Pod. And on Twitter at True Cons Pod. True Consequences is hosted, written, and produced by me, your host, Eric Carter-Landine. Thanks for listening and stay safe, New Mexico.